0: Daily DFS, Fantasy Pod, J and DFS, I'm Dennis Dermakowitz here with Jack Hartman, and I don't know if, if I would've thought this, I don't know if you would've thought this, but we're back for some Doing It Daily Fantasy Golf DFS action, Jack, what's up?
1: What's up, Dennis? What's up, everybody? Back. We're back. I gotta be honest,
0: I was a little hesitant, we both got some real busy schedules, but Jack's been pestering me, pestering me for I weeks. I would say pestering. Pestering me for weeks to get back on the air. He needs to give this information to you guys. He's putting out articles every week, and he just said to me, Dennis, I need to get back on the airwaves. I need you. And I looked, I looked to Jack and I said, I'll be there for you.
1: Let's I'll do this pod. I Let's do, do the pod. I do. I
0: do need my my partner in uh in golf crime here. That, that is me. So We have been playing, you know, daily. We, we don't, we haven't been playing as heavy as, you know, full swing season, but me and Jack have dabbled the first two weeks. We have dabbled. We, we've been doing all right. We're getting back to our ways. Touched it. Uh, We, we, we touched a little bit. We're, uh, we're ready to go. You know what? We're going to, I can't promise you this is going to be an every week occurrence, but we're going to try to get you as much research and much information as possible. We're here to win you cash. We're here to help everybody out. So this week we have the WGC. HSBC Champions uh big event I mean WGC uh we have 17 out of the 20 top golfers in the world. It's going to be at Shenzhen International Golf Club in Shanghai, China. We're working out a par 72 about 7200 yards give or take depending on how they're going to lay it out. 7266. 7266. Last year's winner was Russell Knox and uh I'm going to throw to Jack for a little bit more information. About this course,
1: Let, yeah. Last year's winner Russell Knox minus twenty. Uh, the previous year, Bubba Watson was the was the winner with a minus eleven, which was a little off, not not so uh, usual for the normal course winner. Uh, DJ the year before he actually holds the tournament record uh, with a minus twenty four. Uh, DJ also in the tournament. I he he shot uh he shot a 63 here but the course record is a 62 shot by Martin Keimer. Uh Danny Willett also shot a 62 but it wasn't recognized uh due to a lift clean in place rule at, at the time but still still a very low round. Uh <clears throat> Other things about this course it's it's out in China. Everybody's gotta. Everybody's gotta adjust their body clock. They're all coming over here. Some guys are already on the Euro Tour, so it's not too much for them. But there are some American golfers that are coming over there. Uh,
0: wh- what are What are some uh, What are some stats that you like uh, for for this course, Dan? I, I do want to mention uh, twenty six golfers that golfed last week in the Cimb Classic have decided to stay over in that region to play in this week, so uh, their bodies might be more assimilated. Pat Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed, when he got over into
1: Malaysia, he the first day that he got there, he just stayed up. He didn't even go to sleep, just so he could set his body clock to uh, to the time frame over there.
0: Another thing i like to know is weather this week. Wednesday is supposed to be heavy rain throughout Shanghai, China, so the course should be pretty damp. There's also going to be rain Thursday morning in their time, which uh, might delay the start, so be wary of that. Especially if they started up and you have some of the morning golfers, there could be starts and stops and some delays. But a thing we have to know is Wednesday and Thursday, there should be raining, the course should be damp. And uh, we both have to agree that that uh, favors some of the longer hitters as they might be able to stick it a little easier. But stats that we like that we both agreed on this week are... uh,
1: That that favors the longer hitters and it also favors uh, some proximity guys as well, guys that could stick it you know, right next to the pin, like a Matsuyama or Adam Scott.
0: Agree. Some of the stats we liked this week are par four, birdies are better, par five, birdies are better, ball striking, and was there anything else you like to add to that, Jack? I also liked uh, par five efficiency
1: in between 550 and 600. The the holes on the course this year – go from there's a hole that's uh 545 and then the longest is fi- uh 603. So the 4 par 5s that there are are all sandwiched straight into that range. Uh, I I think it's also something just to note.
0: I also believe all the par 3s are are over 200 yards. So it's going to be key for someone to to be very accurate with their long irons for those holes. I mean, I wouldn't base a lot of research on it, but I think it's something to note. And uh <coughs> Anything you like like to add before we uh hop in and get getting down to some golfers? No, I'm ready to dive right
1: into this field. Short short field this week, so we could uh we could get right to
0: it. All right. So I think we should just start at the top. There's two guys that are significantly priced above the rest, two guys that some people consider some of the best players in the world. And I am talking about Rory McElroy and Dustin Johnson, of course. Uh Rory's going to be priced at 12,100 and Dustin's at 11.9. Jack, uh you have any insight on these two golfers going into this week? Rory, I Rory's been a guy that's been here a lot.
1: Uh he's from Ireland and he's golfed on the Euro Tour and he's been a winner all his life. So he he's always been invited to uh to these HSBC uh HSB, um, HSBC Champions. Uh, events uh, last year he had a T eleven. Uh, two years ago he didn't play, but he had a T six the year before. Uh, Dustin Johnson actually has slight better course history, but dating back on the PGA Tour, uh, this this event kind of gets a little funky because it's on the it's on the PGA Tour now, but it was officially a Euro Tour and also an Asian Tour event um, back in the days. So. Uh Rory actually has more, a lot more experience when it comes down to uh, to course history, and I think he slightly edges out Dustin, especially when it comes to this price because they're only two hundred difference, and it, you're you're paying a significant amount for these golfers, so you're going to have to dip down very low uh, if you're taking either of these players because the next the next tier down is eleven is one thousand is nineteen hundred less in Matsuyama from Dustin Johnson. So I I I significantly like Rory McIlroy better, even though Dustin Johnson has,
0: at first glance, the better course history. Taking one of these two guys really does stretch your salary for your other players this week. I know this is a no-cut event, uh, but sometimes Stars and Scrubs isn't the best idea. For Stars and Scrubs events, I'm actually in favor of Stars and Scrubs because you're going to get the four rounds on everyone. This is somewhere where me and Jack might differ, but To get Rory at 12,000 does limit your team. But if you look at all of our key stats, he rates really highly. And last year he came T11, which was actually his lowest finish in this event ever. And something to note to that, he was actually dealing with like a significant serious food poisoning. So he wasn't even 100%. He still finished T11. Uh, I think you really can't go wrong with either of those guys. They both have great length. Destroy the par 5s. are going to be very good on the par 4. These guys both can score. But the only thing that nervous me is a little bit is that they're both not the most accurate off the tee, and uh, that could get them in trouble with the roughs this week and give them a little trouble on the par fours. I think for roster construction, especially in cash, it might be better to fade both these guys. For cash,
1: I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to drop down and go the more balanced approach uh, when it comes to that route. But I don't mind throwing these guys – uh, on quite a few GBP
0: teams, depending on how many you make for the week, would you throw both on one? Because I think that's not a good play. I don't even think you can. I mean, you can, like, but you, you can, but you're dipping. If yeah, you if you start it, with those two, like this, you, you have six. You have six thousand five hundred remaining. I mean, you can do it. Yeah, it's not.
1: It, it's not a problem. But. Yeah, but in a tournament like this, you need to have. Every, you need to have 4 4 out of your 6 come in the top 10 and the winner so it, can you trust all of those and then the two that don't come in the top 10 have to come at least in the top 15 15 top, so, uh,
0: top 20 maybe
1: yeah i mean it depends on how it, how it really pans out what what roster construction you really have but you need to have first and second
0: first and third I mean, it also depends on who the chalk is and, and stuff like that. But you're, I think you're definitely right about four out of the six in the top ten with the winner. I just don't think it makes sense to roster both in GPPs. That's something I will not be doing. In um, cash, I don't think I'll take either of them. If the way that I think I'm going to construct GPPs, since there's not that many big tournaments on DraftKings, what are you looking at making teams this week, maybe between 15 and 20?
1: I'm going to go a lot heavier in GPPs this week. Uh, than I will in cash. I, I think cash is so clustered together that you know the difference between being right on the cash line and being f- uh, smoothly cashing or not cashing at all is only a couple of points. Because you have all your golfers playing every week. I, I I don't think we really have the edge in cash this week. If you if you're really pinpointing on the players, so I I I, I want to make at least twenty
0: teams this week. So if you make 20 teams, say you're using – you're going to use zero of them both together. How many lineups do you think will include either Rory or Dustin out of the 20? I would say, what, five?
1: Uh, together? Or would you go higher?
0: No, no, no. no. Just either, either one in the lineup.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So out of my 20, how many have either Rory or Dustin? Uh, it would probably be five or six.
0: I want to say. Would you split them, go half-half, or would you go all-on-one? Because I'm I'm thinking just if I'm going to take one, I think I would take Rory this week and and probably do the total fade on Dustin. It depends on who you think is going to be more highly owned. I think think Dustin will be higher owned. You think so? Then I'd
1: fade fade Dustin and go straight Rory.
0: Yeah, I don't have a strong inkling. Honestly, if I make 20 teams – I bet you, I'll say if I go Dustin on zero, I'll probably have Rory only on like three. Dustin's a I guy really that, don't could, like them.
1: that could win the tournament. Obviously, he's won it before. But it, I don't think this is one of those. They have to come second
0: at the worst, or you really kind of screwed your lineup. Well, to be honest, for these two guys priced at such a heavy price, they actually do have a wide range of outcomes. They're pretty volatile players. I know Dustin not as much because after last year, I mean, he had 14 top tens. But would it really surprise you if Rory went, like, plus three the first day? Like, yeah. it would surprise me, but, like, I wouldn't be, like, utterly
1: shocked. No, but it wouldn't surprise me if he went plus three the
0: first day and then shot the course record the second day. I understand. That's something you got to weigh in your thing. I think in cash we both agree not to take these guys. And GPPs go one or the other. And uh, – you know, make your teams accordingly. I'd
1: lean if you if you're gonna if you're gonna build a lot of GPP teams. If you're building over ten GPP teams, let's say you build ten GPP teams for the week. I'd I'd put Rory
0: on two of them and fade Dustin. I, I can sign up for that. Let's move on to the next group of group of players. There's a big group in the nine thousand dollar range. We have Stenson, Paul Casey, Adam Scott, Justin Thomas, Sergio Garcia, and Patrick Reed. Skipped, out of these
1: six, we skipped uh, Hideki Matsuyama,
0: the loner. Oh. wait, what? The
1: loner in ten thousand.
0: Yeah, so Hideki will also be in this range. Uh, let's talk strictly cash purposes. Any of these guys, you think could really, you know, stand out and be a part of your team, or even two of these guys, if you want to fade the top.
1: I, I mean, I'd say you ha- you have to say,
0: speaking strictly cash, you'd have to say Hideki. He does have a like. He has a pretty like safe floor. I feel like he does not have the best course history here, though. However, yeah, he's
1: withdrawn twice, and in two thousand fifteen, when he did play, he had
0: he tied for forty first. But that was the fluky year where you know it was a we- there was a lot of weather problems and there was some course issues. Every winner of this tournament has been over has been below twenty under. Except for that year, Bubba was 11 under. That's a pretty big difference. It was a real fluky year. It's hard to you know count on that year.
1: Yeah. So I mean, but well, he has withdrawn the other two years. I I do like Hideki, however. Um, he he kind of rallied last week. I thought he was gonna win the tournament, but Justin Thomas actually.
0: It looks like somebody it's his here. Course. Somebody here took Hideki and wanted done, made the bold play to go with him early. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess in these short fields you got to go with the the bigger
1: name. Maybe we could pick our one and done picks at the end of this if you're feeling bold. Not against it. But uh I I will say I like Hideki. Paul Casey also has pretty pretty good course history here. He's it, been fuego and he's been on fire lately. Uh you know, he's got a He's got a T23 here and a T20 or a solo 20 two, uh, three years ago, but he's also got a T4 and a T6 uh, a couple years back uh, when it was a part of the Euro Tour event. These aren't, they They don't, I don't know what the, what the deal is with that. They don't really recognize it because it happened how many years ago? Yeah, I'm kind of confused on that as well. But I mean, we we have the information
0: available. Paul but it's Casey's the same in-
1: course, yeah, it's the same course, and he, he shot he shot very low rounds. So I, I mean, I just think Paul Casey's going to be so
0: high owned. I don't know if he is because people. I don't know if people are like really recognizing that. You think people is are- he part of this? Is he a part of this group or is he no. just on fire? No, he's not a part. of it. He's just on fire. I love Paul Casey, and I know you do too. We usually try to attack these kind of fields. Last fierce. year,
1: however, Paul Casey was ninety two hundred priced higher than Sergio Garcia, and um, a couple other golfers, but I—I I mean, I think he does have a lot. He does have a lot of course history here, and he pounds our stats. He's all
0: over him. Yes, yes. He's a statistical the, guy. He's a guy that we like to target in big field events because we usually get him at a better price. Yeah, if you ever get Paul Casey in the like, Masters like or – The Masters the, the last US two years, Open me and you, at 7, me and you were both heavy. Yeah. We both got him at like 8,000 the last two years, and we've pounded him. And at both years, he's he's paid off big time for us. He's a guy I like to target in these events. He plays better in big field events. Um, um, Paul Casey's guy I think I'm going to target
1: this I way. think we need to talk about Sergio Garcia. He's very He's got to win this year, no?
0: That's fair, but I'd like to just—is Paul Casey a guy you c- would consider for cash? Because I would prefer him over Matsuyama in cash. Uh,
1: I think Paul Casey is going to be highly owned, and um, I'm not against it because I think he's going to do pretty well in this tournament. So uh, I can I can justify you can go 9600 for Paul Casey and still build a pretty balanced lineup. All
0: right, we well, can talk about Sergio. Um, I'm actually. I don't know. I'm I'm so torn with Sergio. I'm actually usually pretty good at predicting his good weeks.
1: I think he's going to win this year. He has to win this year. Why not start it off right with the HSBC champions? He could. I mean. He's got good he, course history he, here. Is he able the to go low years, enough? T11, T28 in the fluky year. A fourth solo fourth three years ago. T23 when it was over on the Euro Tour or whatever. I like Sergio this week. I, I actually – I really like Sergio this week. I think I'm going to have him on a lot of my GPP teams. I, I can afford to put – at that price, I can afford to put him on 30%. It's,
0: a, it's not a bad price. Is he going to be able to attack the par fives um, as much as some of these other guys? I know he last year he was 44th in par five. Birdies are better. But he's really going to have to attack the par fives. I think he'll do well in the par fours. He – He's another guy that looks really good on the stats. Yeah, last
1: last year, but that's last year on tour. He was thirty fourth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, when it comes down to to this tournament, he's probably a little higher than that, and that's still better than half the field. He was thirty
0: fourth. He was top fifty on tour in par four and par five scoring, and he was sixth in uh, greens and regulation. And he is a good, accurate driver. I can I can get he's on board fifth, for Sergio.
1: He's, he's fifth in on tour in, in ball striking. I, I really like Sergio Garcia this week.
0: I can get on board with that. Uh, Would it be that crazy to go three guys in this range?
1: No, because you could definitely I like, fit it.
0: And I like three guys, guys in and cash. There's
1: guys that we're going to talk about later that I can't even believe are priced at
0: where they are. This is such a deep event. Can you guess the third guy I really like in this range? Adam Scott. It's actually Patrick Reed. I was gonna.
1: That's who. Uh,
0: tell me. Um, I just the, the one thing I don't like about Patrick Reed. I I just hate. I hate. I, I'm not a big fan of taking him in GPPs. I just I don't know. It seems like he doesn't have that great of an upside for me, but at this price. You know, last year, like towards the end of the year, he was priced with the big dogs. And it's hard to take him in GPPs without you really thinking he can win. But the fact that he's back down to 9,000 compared to at some points last year, he was 10, 11, 12,000 even at some points. Last week, he was 11, too. I know the field was significantly worse, but I'll take him at 9,000 in both formats. And I feel good about it. He also does really good in our statistical analysis. And uh, he's a guy that also has, you know, solid course history here. T-22, T-7 the last two years. Give me Patrick Reed. Fire him up. For cash. I like him for both. Um, If I I, I lean better, that I think he's a safer cash play. I'm not positive that he'll win this tournament. I usually like taking guys above 9,000 that I think can win. But I think he he has a really, really high floor. And for cash, I really like him a lot. For GBPs, I don't mind him. All right, top, top three in this range for cash. And then top three for GPP. Um, from from three to one, it's Patrick Reed is my favorite for cash in this range. Then Casey, then Sergio. So, it's from you said from three to one, so Patrick or from Reed is my one favorite? to three? Yeah, one yeah, to three, from, okay. from one to three, one. To three, okay, my bad.
1: um, so for cash for me, my favorite would be Sergio, then Casey, then Adam Scott. Actually,
0: I, I can get. I mean, I understand the Adam Scott thing. I just. I don't think he's as safe. I think he has more, more range of outcomes compared to, to some of these guys in this range. But I get it. I like him for GPPs.
1: I, I I think Adam Scott is is back in form. He doesn't deserve to be priced as last year. I was trashing him, but I I'm I'm back on the Adam Scott train.
0: That's fair. He has you know he's in pretty good form right now.
1: Uh, GPPs. I I don't know. It depends on
0: ownership for me. Well, who do you think is I think range. honestly, Adam uh, Adam Scott might be one of the lower owned in this range. I'm not positive. Uh, do you like Stenson? I don't. I ooh, I like Stenson.
1: I was gonna say he's my favorite for GPPs. He just doesn't. He doesn't have great upside. I don't think he's gonna be highly owned at all.
0: The thing is, he's gonna do well in this course because of his three wood game. He's gonna be able to just plot his way through the fairway, get up and down, make putts. I just don't love him in GPPs and cash. I just like the other guys better, especially with the discount. He would probably, I guess, be fourth. I really do not like Matsuyama that much this week. I think and he's uh, gonna be
1: pretty highly owned
0: just because of the last week. Do you have a what about Justin Thomas? I'm coming off a coming off a big win. His ownership percentage? Uh, I'm gonna completely fade Justin Thomas this week. Me too. But do you think he'll be high owned? Because I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Who's playing DFS golf right now? It's got to be only sharps. Not sharps, but like you know, better players. I mean, we know that these aren't the most popular events, but I mean, this is why we're doing this now. Cuz I understand, real- but like who's playing? It's hard to get an ownership on we don't know who's playing. Is it only people like us that are playing or are it, random people playing? I
1: think the sharp, I think the sharps are uh more highly influencing the ownerships. Percentages. So if you're listening to you know your mainstream daily fantasy, you know source that that's where a lot of the ownership is going to lead to.
0: All right, let's. Uh, are you okay with this range? You'll move on to the to the eight thousand area. Yeah, I like
1: I like Stenson and Matsuyama and then I still like Adam Scott because I don't think he's going to be pretty highly owned for this range. But for GPPs, I, I, I think I'm going to have a lot of Sergio because I think he's going
0: to win this tournament. Might as well bet him out, right? Don't worry about that, man. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he's your one and done. All right, anyways, um, let's move on. Uh, Let's split the 8,000 range in half. Let's go 85 and above. We got Ryan Moore, Bubba Watson, Martin Keimer, Russell Knox, last year's winner, and Brooks Kepka. Anybody you like in cash in this range. Uh, I know Knox won last year, but he really matches up stats-wise, even though he does match up to a lot of courses stats-wise. I don't really like him a lot this this week. Um, I don't have a strong feeling. Timer, I know his game has really turned around towards the end of last year, but I can't really see myself getting on him for this price, even though he is in really good form. I think he's uh, one of those course horse guys. What what's what do you call it? Yeah, course horse. He's <laughs> he's been really well at this event, and he's playing arguably some one of the some of the best golf of his career right now. I, I just don't like that price. Where do you think he's owned his ownership percentage? See, the thing is, I think there's a lot of people that play golf a lot, playing, and they think they're going to be sharp by taking him at that price, and I think he'll be higher owned than we think. But I like I like him a lot, so that means I have to load the boat. At this week, honestly, I don't know if we can accurately project ownership. I think we just go with the guys who we like.
1: That's true. And Martin and is a guy I like. Then then Rockheimer. I'm not as like, high on him as I, I don't like Ryan Moore. I don't even really want to talk about him. I mean he's a I'm really okay. good par four guy. He's, I hate I he's hate Ryan Moore, so
0: atrocious on par fives. Uh, I mean I am looking forward to if we could get like a Sergio versus Ryan Moore prop bet, oh, or oh. Patrick Reed versus Ryan Moore. I've I will talk about that
1: as well because I I've been going pretty doing pretty well on that. So this week, take opposite of everything that I bet, and you should be pretty good. You're mush. I'm due. <laughs> You're due to take the L. Um. Yes, I am. Uh. However, I really. Bubba Watson, I think, I don't, why is he priced at 8800 I know he won this tournament, you know, in the fluke year, if you want to call it that. But he also has a T8 here the year before that. T39 like last better. year.
0: I like him better than Keimer. Or do you like his name better than Keimer? Nah, I like him better than Keimer. He's a guy that performs well on certain courses. This is kind of the course that he would perform you well on. You could take both of them, though. You could take both of them, but I just prefer Bubba. I'm just saying who I prefer out of the two. This I prefer Bubba. This tournament is so deep. Like this is like where
1: you'd get like Brendan Steele.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. Usually, like last year, last week, Brendan Steele was like nine thousand. Well, that's just eighty-seven hundred or whatever. Yeah, I know, but still, I'm just saying, Bubba, Bubba could perform well here. And a thing they, a thing that I've seen at this course, you don't have to be in well form to win this. A lot of guys kind of get into form by playing on this course. Russell Knox was a terrible form last year. Not terrible, but he was meddling 30s. Kevin Kisner, who came in second last year, wasn't in great form. People well, I just kind of get in I the I think I've here.
1: seen something that only um, Russell Knox and Y.E. Yang were guys outside are, of the top 50.
0: To win this event. Yeah. But that, that Russell that Knox, I think – this event. Yeah. I think Russell Knox is more closer than Y.E.
1: four But there's 47 golfers inside the top 50
0: in playing in this event, so –
1: <laughs> it's it's the thing
0: that one of them are going to win. The thing is, with roster construction, you can have exposure to all those players. You can By the way, a, they priced You can make it this a lineup
1: week, with every single one of them.
0: Which is something I might do. I, I don't understand. I mean, we'll get down to the bottom, but I think people are really going to reach this week when you don't have to. I mean,
1: there's a couple of guys I'm going to reach on, but that's just because I'm going to build a Stars and Scrubs lineup.
0: I'm saying for more people that are going to throw, like, five lineups. Yeah. We're throwing twenty lineups or thirty lineups or whatever. We can reach on a couple, but for people that are throwing like one or two lineups, there's no room to reach. You don't have to reach this week. I'm not, I'm not a fan of Brooks Koepka.
1: I like or, I'm Brooks sorry. Koepka. I was just gonna. I messed that up so bad. Start the pot over. <laughs> uh, I'm not a. I'm not a fan of Russell Knox. What do you think about
0: Brooks Koepka? Like Brooks Koepka. His <laughs> game. I, his,
1: his game. His game does fit this course. I I can only use him in GPPs. I agree. Um, I wouldn't play him in cash. But I, but I really like him. do like Brooks Kepka. I I don't think people are going to be I, even the sharps. Whatever you want to. I don't think, I don't think they're
0: going to be on him. He's but, a, like a fan favorite of like DFS players, though.
1: Yeah, but he's screwed a lot of people, missing the cut by one, doing a Charles Man. Howell and a nine on the last hole.
0: <sighs> he wasn't going to make the cut anyways, though. Yeah, that's fine. Still don't shoot a nine on the on the last hole. How do you do that? All right. So I I agree, Brooks Kepka for GBPs. Uh, I'm, I'm off Knox, really off Keimer, off definitely off Ryan Moore. Bubba is someone I'll have a sprinkle of. If no, that's fair.
1: I I like Keimer more than Bubba, but
0: it's pretty close, and I I'll, I'll have a little Brooks Kepka. If you had to take one person in this range for cash, who would it be? <sighs> Bubba. You just said you'd, I'm you. I'm talking about Chimer? GPPs. Oh, I said cash. Oh, all right,
1: sorry, cash. I like Bubba Keimer Brooks. I'm not even going to take Brooks though, so it would really only be between Bubba and Keimer. I would go Brooks and Cash if I had to. No, I'd. I, I'm going Bubba clearly in, in Cash, and but for GPPs, I like Keimer than Bubba, then a little bit of Brooks.
0: All right, you want to go down to our next range of eight thousand. Yeah. We have uh Ricky Fowler, Francesco Molinari, Charles Schwartzel, Thomas Peters, Danny Willett, and Alex Noren. There's two guys in here that most people may not say you know their household names, but I actually from what I've been seeing around the industry, I think they're gonna be somewhat highly owned, and that's actually Thomas Peters and Alex Noren. I've been hearing a lot of chatter.
1: Yeah, two guys over on the on the Euro Tour that are uh that are doing actually pretty well. Uh I I don't think a lot of people really unless you played Euro DFS, I don't think you really know too much about Thomas Peters or um Alexander Norin. Uh I like for, for this range though, can somebody tell me why Ricky Fowler's priced in this range? Can you and I don't I don't want to hear form. that he's a terrible golfer.
0: <laughs> he's in terrible form. He's clearly a good golfer. He has, hasn't been playing good, dude. He didn't play good at the end of last year. He didn't. He didn't play like that great in the Ryder Cup. He's just not in good form. I don't I know think what it probably, is. He,
1: I think he's priced so low that his ownership is going to be. They want
0: you to take him. You
1: want <laughs> me to take him? I'm. I. I love
0: Ricky Fowler this week. Then take him. I will have zero exposure to Ricky Fowler this week. How could you have zero exposure to Ricky? Because I feel like other people are going to feel like the way you're feeling and think he's underpriced and take him, and he's not going to do well. I much, much rather have Danny Willett for four hundred less. Load up Danny Willett this week. Load Danny Willett. Load him up. Listen, Ricky Fowler is
1: twelfth in ball striking. He's thirty fourth in par four birdies are better. He's twenty second in par five birdies are better. And he's fourth in par five efficiency, five fifty to six hundred. Ricky so Fowler. Why,
0: so why does he come in fiftieth every
1: tournament? Because he's volatile. Exactly. So he's a GPP play, and if he's going to be, in, and if you think he's going to be um, at a high ownership percentage, I say you, I say you load up on Ricky Fowler. What do you What do you think his percentage is? You need to have Ricky Fowler please. ten percent, ten one to twelve percent. You said, "No, it's
0: you, what percent? Ten to twelve. Do you think he'll be in that range?
1: You, you want to?
0: No, I'm asking you. I really don't know. I'm telling you, I, I, think I don't gonna have a good grasp. It's going to be way higher You think he's going to be way higher than twelve percent on this week? That's a in cash, like, a per- in cash
1: in, and in GPP. Yes. Then
0: that's a perfect fade for me. I don't like him.
1: I think he's going to be higher than that. Just because the name value though, why? Why is Ricky Fowler eighty four hundred?
0: Cause he hasn't been playing well.
1: Well, it, it really depends.
0: I I, I like Ricky I, there's Fowler something a lot off in his game. I
1: think I think he's just one of those guys you have to have. That's right. Rose got hurt, and Brandon Jennings is 5700. Everybody's going to have him. You got to start. <laughs> what does that have to do with this? It's the theory. It's the theory, and it's something that can come into play tonight as well. First night of basketball, everybody.
0: First night of basketball. All right. Um, I mean, you could take Ricky Fowler. It's just something I'm personally going to fade. I like players lower. I like players higher. Um, I love Danny Willett. He plays very well in courses where his competition is very high around him. He looks for big events. And uh, he's played really well here last year. He scored really high. He has the course record. He has the ability to go low. He can attack the par fives. He can do well in the par fours. He's really good at keeping the ball in the fairway and just plotting through the course. He's a guy that easily could go three, four under each day and just be there and around. I like him in cash, I like him in turnies. I think Norrin and Peters and Ricky Fowler will take ownership away from him. I like Willett. I think he's a good play. Um Any uh any uh, opinion on Molinari? I'm sure I think with, he's
1: Willett withdrew
0: from an event a couple of Yeah, Brit-, Brit the British Masters. Um I'm not uh it was in October. It was uh like two or three weeks ago.
1: I think it was like two weeks ago, but I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of Danny Willett as much uh, as you are. Maybe on some GPPs, but I mean that's clearly I
0: mean clearly his back issue is something to look into, but I'm not like super worried about it.
1: I like Francisco Molinari.
0: Doesn't he look really overpriced? Uh, yes, he does. Why is that?
1: He's an accurate guy. He's won this tournament before. He has a T ten.
0: I consider him a worse version of someone that's five hundred dollars cheaper. That we will get to.
1: Okay. For this range, I really like. Uh, I really like Ricky Fowler. I don't know how you can't have him on all of your teams.
0: <laughs> on all of
1: them. <laughs> what do you I, think I about Charles The High amount of exposure to Ricky Fowler.
0: Charles Schwartzel is very good on the par three range that I mentioned. He's a good par four scorer, good par five score. Uh what do you think about Charl? Cha. Chow. Chow please. I like Cha. <laughs> Chow. Uh, you can
1: you can give me some Chow. Uh, he doesn't really have too much good course hi- uh, he doesn't have that much course history. Um I I think his ownership is going to be pretty low. I, you could slide him on uh, some GPPs for me. Back I like him for GPPs the Euro Tour. Uh, he he had a better course history. Maybe he'll remember what it was like back then.
0: I I like I like him in GPPs. I, he does rank really. He's a top fifty and a par five scorer. He's also in that same range for par four. He's right at fifty two. Uh, he's a good ball striker. I like Charles for tournaments. Uh, he's someone I'm gonna. Have exposure to in this range, as I don't. I think he'll have low ownership compared to the people around him. What about Peters and Norman? Are you interested? I'm not. I like Peters more than Norman. Norman, I, I don't like either. I didn't pronounce either of their names right. Thomas Peters. Peters and Alexander Nolin. Yeah, I like Peters. I, I, don't, I, I like Peters. If I had to choose one, I would also go with Peters, but I'm not really interested in either one. Same. All right, let's move on.
1: It needs me, the Ricky Fowler, in this range. We can get down to uh, below eight thousand.
0: All right, there's a ton of guys. I don't really want to name everybody. Uh, we could just mention people that we like. Um, the guy I want, I forementioned that I said's a better version of Molinari is Emiliano Grillo. Uh, I will have a lot of Grillo this week.
1: Oh yeah, you
0: skipped over Matt Coachard, his name Miliano Grio. Eh, I just thought it'd be better timing wise because I just mentioned uh, who I like better than Molinari. I think Grillo is a better version of Molinari. Uh he is he's a very accurate player, but also has a little more distance than Molinari. Does pretty well on the par fives, does okay on the par fours. He's just gonna plot his way around the course and he does also play really well in uh these kind of tournaments where it's a higher class golfer. Anyone you'd like to mention in this range?
1: Uh, yeah, I like Matt Kuchar. Uh, he. Yeah, me too. He's an all-around golfer. Uh, he doesn't miss a lot of cuts. He's 17th on tour in both uh par four and par five you or better. He he caught you two weeks ago though. He did, but <sighs> it's fine. I'm not hopping off the train. He could burn me once. I'm he had, in in 09. He played this when it was on the. On the Euro Tour, I, I, I have faith in uh, in Matt Kuchar. He came T nineteen in that event. I'm pretty sure he could. He's a lot better than eh. seventy nine hundred. And I think his lack of course history is why he's priced on here. There's no reason he should be. It, again, a lot of my if I'm gonna go cash, it looks like it, it looks like Ricky Fowler and Kuchar are gonna be
0: all over my cash team. And I don't mind Kuchar in cash. I mean, I never really mind Kucher in Cash.
1: Yeah, I'll take I'll take a lot of Kucher, And if he's going to be low, I'll take a lot of them in uh, GVPs too. I don't want to go do too you, high on him, though. Do you like Scott Piercy? No. He's been hot fire. I, I don't want to talk about Scott He's one of those guys that'll just get you a low round.
0: That's fair. I just think this is a scorer's course, and he's a scorer, especially in the par 5s. I I think he's worth a sprinkle. He, Do you like Ross?
1: I don't think he's really a Sunday guy unless he's. Well, I mean,
0: yeah, he's definitely twelve back, guy.
1: and then yeah, he, and then he shoots minus nine
0: for the day. I agree with you, uh, Ross Fisher. I have no interest. Wow, I love Ross Fisher. This is why is that he's
1: T three last year. Uh, and then even over on the Euro Tour back in '09, he T sixteen, T twenty eight. Ross Fisher is a guy that last year I, I was looking at his name like, who the hell is this guy? And he's he's a he's a good golfer over on on the uh, the Euro Tour event. I I think you need you need to have some exposure to Ross. Fisher. He
0: plays really well on link style courses and. Uh... I know this is events in China, but it actually does play more like an American course. If you look at course like, uh, relevancy, like other courses it likes, it plays a lot like the Bridgestone and a lot like, um, uh, it's this sk- the Deutsche Bank, which are more of score courses. It, the, he, I mean, I just know Ross Fisher is more of a link style course player and, uh, I just don't like him in these kind of events.
1: I'm, I'm just going based off of course history here. Yeah, I understand he has good course history. It's he's, hard he's to a, hate on that. He's a Euro Tour golfer, so they don't really have too much stat-wise over there. Yeah, I know. That's really and weird. And he's not really listed on anything in the PGA. so I I, I like Ross Fisher. I think at 7,800, you can afford to throw him on some teams. There's, I mean, I, I like Lee Westwood, too. He doesn't... Uh, uh. He doesn't show up on a. On I like any of the course. I, I like burger
0: better than both of them.
1: I'll take a. I'll take some burger.
0: I like burger better than both of them. My um, Lee Westwood. I. I think Lee Westwood does a lot better in courses where you expect it to be a low, scoring place. You know what I mean? Like I tougher think, courses.
1: I think Lee West, Westwood is a worse version of Louis Ustasen. Who's priced at seventy
0: four hundred. Do you think Lee Westwood can score enough to be to like, you know, get up here? I know a couple weeks ago he was at the British Masters, he went fifteen under. But honestly, fifteen under is probably not top ten this week. I think
1: yeah, I think Lee Westwood's one of those guys that that's those are two different courses. I think Lee Westwood is one of those guys that plays with his competition.
0: That's I, I guess that's a fair thing to say. I just I can see maybe, not not best case scenario, but I can see, like, him having a good week and still being, like, T25.
1: That's fair, but at 7,700, that's pretty good, no? Would
0: you, I prefer like, three guys in this range, and it's actually not Cabrera Bello. Um, this is a course that, how do you feel about Cabrera Bello? I do want to mention him. I think he's going to be really chalky.
1: Uh, he was one of those guys I never really wanted to get on, and now everybody really likes him, and I'm still Yeah, you talked me off of him on. last week. I I like Cabrera. Cost me some casual.
0: I don't think I could really take him. What do you think about beef? I actually really like beef this week. Uh, I, think be brand- beef uh, I think a lot of people are going to be on Brendan. Beef is it's Andrew Johnston. That's true. I think a lot of people are going to be on Brendan Grace. And I think you give beef had a better ownership. I know you somewhat disagree, but I think Brendan Grace is really underpriced. Uh, I think
1: Ustazen's underpriced.
0: I think a lot has to do with his like injury woes and his withdrawal woes. What?
1: Because he needs a special bed everywhere he goes.
0: I'm just saying he he drops out a lot or he like gives up. It's like really weird. He has the wide range of outcomes. China's got he, good beds. Would Would it really surprise you if he was DFL this week? Yes. That would be What's very more, surprising because... Who do you think is more likely to be a DFL? Beef. <laughs> beef, Brendan Grace, or Louie? Oh, Beef. Yeah. I like Beef and Grace for GPPs.
1: All right. Um, and I like you got, Young and you got for beef, GPPs. If you got Beef plus 120 against Louis Hazen, you take it for the tournament? Lock it up. I take minus 120.
0: You take a minus one twenty. Yeah. Wow. All right. Do I get Do I get paid out on the withdrawal from Louis? Uh, uh yeah. Oh, of course. Lock it up. Uh, do you like get... byung Yong Didn't he DFL in this tournament? Nah, came in nineteenth or something last year. Oh yeah. Nah, and uh, I mean he came in thirty ninth last week, but he finished with a sixty seven. He can score.
1: I'm I'm all right with going hung Han. His ownership's going to be low.
0: I like for a and start like, of a GPP I like team it better
1: than Castro and Cabrera Bello for sure.
0: For a start of a GPP team to go, Young Young beef and fuck and uh, Brandon Grace, That'd be interesting. And just go somewhere up at the top. Yeah, and then and then take the guys we've already talked about at the top.
1: That wouldn't be too bad. Uh, I mean, I I still I think I I gotta have more exposure to Louis Osteen in, in Westwood down here. For cash, I I I love Matt Kuchar. I can't believe he's priced down here. Uh I'd even say, I'd even say Kevin. Uh, what about Ty Hatton? What? Because he won the the Alfred Dunhill.
0: And then he finished T nine last week. He, I know he's clearly a link style player. Uh, I just talked bad about link styles players. I won't be on like that much of Ty Hatton, but he is underpriced.
1: I don't think I'm going to have too much Ty Hatton.
0: Why is Kevin Chappell priced higher than him or Roberto Castro?
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: I won't have much Ty Hatton. I, I like I just said the same thing about Lee Westwood. I don't think this layout plays well for him, but. He's 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 good. What do you think about Jimmy Walker? Is nah. he back? Is he back? Nah. We're about we're about uh, six weeks away. <laughs> uh, I had a good year though. Probably the best he could have hoped for a year.
1: I like Kevin. Nah, uh, I think he's going to be pretty highly owned when it comes to GBPs and stuff. But I, I think for cash, he's a pretty safe bet.
0: I like Nah. He, uh, for even his lack of length, he does score pretty well in the par fives, which is, he's, you know. He's hum- just
1: underpriced. He's a guy that could be
0: 8,300 and he'd still have, pull in the same ownership or something. The fact that he, I mean, he's, he's 119th on tour. Par five birdies are better. It's not great. It's not the best. And at GPP, would you go Nah or JB? I would go I'd JB. have to go JB. Especially because he, he can stick it. Just like you said how it's going to be wet this week and it's going to help those guys that can really stick it. JB can stick it. JB's not a guy I want on Sunday. JB and Beef on the
1: stick it team. Lock it up. How about here? Here's a guy. Ugh. We're going to skip over Scott Hend. Because he's going to be
0: too high on this week, guy Scott will, Henn will be the chalk. A guy I would love to talk about. Go back to our pod for this last year. We talked about Scott Henn before anyone knew who he was, but so he's going to be Scott a little chalky. Henn, too chalky.
1: I, I'd say I'd say you can go Scott Hen and cash if you want. It wouldn't be a terrible play. Matthew Fitzpatrick, however, same price seventy one hundred. Played good at this course last year. T seven T seven last year. He won the um, the British Masters two years ago. Uh, I, he's a kid. He's what? He's twenty now. He's he's still very young. Uh, I think he's like twenty twenty one. Uh, he's he's definitely well on his way to becoming one of the better golfers on tour. I think he's gonna eventually switch over to the PGA, but he's doing his thing right now on on the Euro Tour. And, I'm actually – oh, my bad. You can finish. I just don't think he should be 7,100. I think he's uh, underpriced as well, and I'm going to have a lot of him on uh, GPPs.
0: I'm actually okay
1: fading him this week.
0: You sure? Even, I think it's going to be low Low ownership. I, I don't think he's going to be low. I think Scott Hen will take some ownership away, but I think people are going to have him.
1: Do you, no. Who do you think is going to be
0: higher on him or Kisner?
1: Kisner, yeah. I don't think a lot of people are going to be on him. There's too many other people that you can go to, and Kisner is 6,900. Unless you, I'd unless prefer- people have a team like literally Hend, Fitzpatrick, Kisner, just like we were talking up uh, before. But there's a lot, could. Of, a lot of ways that you could go. They could. I prefer Kisner. This field's too deep. I think ownership's going to be a little more spread out. I don't think anybody's going to be overly owned. But there are going to be some guys that are Higher owned, and you can have chalk and win this week. There's only what thirty thousand people in the in the three dollar birdie.
0: Yeah, it's not not maybe
1: forty thousand, but yeah, yeah. So that. if you're one of those thirty thousand,
0: throw us a shout out. Wow, definitely throw us a shout out. Um, do you like Bill Haas in cash? No, not in cash. I'm just I don't like him in GPPs. I wouldn't like. I don't really like him in cash at all. He, he, Hold he's- on, we can't skip
1: over it. We can't, sk- we can't skip him.
0: All right, I'll let you do your thing.
1: Go ahead. All right, so last year, Dennis and I, we covered this tournament. We were on it. And I had one of the biggest sweats of my entire life. It, it didn't pull through, but it was all things. Jack was...
0: Jack was basically sitting on. He was first in the birdie. Sent on 100 G's going into Sunday. Or round I think
1: four. it was 15. Because this is a this was a low tournament. Oh
0: no! How sh- there was uh, like yeah, 70
1: thousand people in the tur- in this tournament. Maybe it was year. maybe it was like 25 G's. It was something like that. It was huge. It was just it was the biggest sweat of my life for the, for you know just any tournament um, in general. And I'm sitting in first. On on the third night, going into the fourth day, with I had Kisner, I had I had, I had a lot of guys
0: up on the top. You had Kisner, you had uh, oh, I can pull this up. I know exactly what you had. You had Kisner, you had Hong Tong Lee, uh, you had then you have you had Dustin, I think.
1: Dustin didn't play. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, I did. I I did have Dustin. But I had a lot had of guys some, up at the top. You had but, somebody
0: uh, that. Oh, and you had a uh, uh, Thornborn, George Bjorn
1: listen. He's low. He's uh, a lower price as well. Um, but <sighs> Heyotong Lee, Bas- I gotta, Bas- I gotta, Bas- <laughs> I gotta give him a shout out. Uh, uh, he's a he's one of the Chinese golfers. Um, you know, he grew up uh, uh playing this course, um played it a lot, and uh, he, he pulled through for me. That was the highest finish on PGA Tour by any uh, Chinese golfer, ever. Heo Tong Lee, T7. So, that... I, I I unfortunately didn't win the tournament, but Heo Tong Lee, low ownership, pulled through for me. I, I think he's going to be a lot higher than 0.3%. <laughs> 0.03%, whatever he was last, last year.
0: But, just had to shout him out. Do you like Chris Wood? No. Reason why?
1: I just, he's not a guy I could really trust. He doesn't really have the he's best He's got the length. Uh,
0: I, I like Shane Lowry a lot better. Shane Lowry doesn't, not necessarily has the, I guess, I don't know. I, I really like Kevin Kisner in this category. I'm going to have a lot of him, and I really like Gary Woodland. Even though he screwed me last week, yeah, and he screwed for cash, a lot of people, I think for cash you got to have Kisner. I really like Gary Woodland for cash. For both, yeah, cash and tournament. Yeah, I, I think he bounces on, I back. I
1: Gary Woodland train. He, he his his game really fits from, uh, his course. Yeah, I was just going to say that.
0: Johnny Vegas game fits the course. Does he does show up in our stats?
1: He shows up in a lot of the stats. Par four, par five, uh, ball striking. I really, I, I do think Johnny Vegas is a, is a good GPP play as well. Uh, I'm I never playing cash. Dip too far down here for cash. Uh, I mean, I know we're almost touching the bottom of the barrel, but I, I, I think all the rest of these guys are GPP plays, and I do like Johnny Vegas.
0: The lowest I would go for cash is Woodland. All
1: uh, right, that's fair. All right, so for all right, so for under woodland, uh, woodland sixty seven hundred, who are you going in the last? The, all these guys are within a thousand from each other. For
0: for a GPP, yeah. Coke Rat, well, we'll have a sprinkle. He has the distance. He's a good par five scorer. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. He's never, I, he's never played this tournament. Uh, he usually, he's, he's usually at the Sanderson's Farms. At this time, <laughs> he's he's getting a step up to the big boys. But, and I I also don't like that he didn't play last week, but a, a sprinkle. Um, I don't know. I really don't like. Uh, I like Bradley Dredge. Just the fact that he's competitive on the Euro Tour, he does have range. Uh, he's a guy that's like nine thousand during normal Euro Tour events, and now he's fifty nine hundred. Um, he'd be the lowest I'd go on a GPP.
1: Uh, so for guys under sixty seven hundred, for me, uh, I don't mind a little sprinkle of Coatsy Ah, oh, he stings. <laughs> I, I I still don't mind a little sprinkle of them. Uh, other guys, I'm not really too too high on. Uh, there's a couple of Chinese guys. Uh, KT KT Kim, I I think is worthy of a sprinkle. Uh, a guy that I think I'm actually going to put in a couple more GPP teams. I think he's the Haotong Lee of last year. Ashin Wu. He he's played on this event a ton of times. He has a ton of course history here. He's minimum priced. Uh, he's uh, he's one of the Chinese golfers. He's within the t- top 200 um, in the world golf rankings. I I think Ashin Wu is worthy of if you're if I'm I'm gonna make 20 teams. I'm gonna have him on like five. So I might throw wow, I might five. throw I might throw 20 percent of my teams down the toilet. But jeez.
0: Yeah, like Bradley Dredge is the lowest person I'd go. And if I made 20 teams, I would have him on max too. <laughs> I might throw but, him on the team just for just for you. I like Dredge. Um, he's a guy that could – he's a guy that, you know, I'm not saying he's going to win, but he's a guy that could be top 15. I, I would like to get him in a top 10 bet. I feel like that would be interesting. Not that I have the ability to get that, but – All right, so who are your staples for cash? More at the top, I'm going to say Reed, Sergio, Paul Casey are guys that I like at the top. Kuchar, Emiliano Grillo makes sense for me in, in the middle range. And then the bottom range, which I think we have a lot of value, um, I really like Kisner and I really like Woodland. Those are the guys I'm going to really focus in on my cash. GPP, obviously this week, it's going to be a little weird. Uh, a lot of sharps are going to be playing. I just say go with the guys you like. We did mention that the top fifty players in the world usually do better. So, as many of those guys as you could fit in your team, which is very possible this week, or at least guys that are in that range, like a Kisner or Woodland, I think that's the way to go. For cash,
1: I I'd recommend staying under McIlroy and Johnson. I would not go them. You can definitely make a team like that and still build a solid cash lineup. People will cash with one of those and. Guys in their lineup. I I don't think it's the best play. I really, I think I'm gonna start off my teams with Sergio. Mm. I think that's where I I think that's where I'm leading this week. I think I got to start my teams off with Sergio. I like Bubba Watson. I don't mind Keimer. I love Ricky Fowler, Coocher. And these are guys that you could have on. You could have all these guys on your team. Um, for GPPs. Oh, and guys, lower like Kisner. Kisner, I think is is a is a staple. I also like Matthew Fitzpatrick as well. I think he's a guy that you could uh you could definitely put in your team, your cash team, and not and not uh go the wrong way. Uh, GPPs. Uh, like I was saying, I think Sergio's gonna win this tournament, so I'm gonna be higher on him than anybody else. Uh, I like Henrik Stenson. Paul Casey, I really don't mind. I, I know he's going to be high. Uh, Matsuyama up at the top. I think I'm going to fade Justin Thomas uh, coming off the win. Especially fade Russell Knox down uh, down a little bit lower. Uh, I like Martin Keimer as well for GBPs a lot more than, than other guys. Ricky Fowler. Danny Willett, I I think I like Danny Willett a lot a, a little more now that you now that um you know you mentioned it, but I'm I'm also a fan of Ross Fisher down a little bit low, and uh, last year's hail Tong hail uh, Lee really pulled through for me last year. I think a guy like that is the key to getting through. So I think Ashin Wu, or his name is Wu Ashin, but I think his real name is Ashin Wu. I think they mix it up on draftings I I like him this week. I'm I'm gonna be. Quite high on him.
0: Our um our book that me and you uh, usually do does not have the matchups up at the moment. So I am going up on Bovada, and right now they have Sergio versus Ryan Moore. Sergio minus one thirty five. I'll take that all day. You might have to lay a stack. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll
1: take minus one thirty five all day. Uh, you could rail some of those off. I actually don't have Bovada.
0: So. Um, I don't. They they actually only have ten up right now, which is kind of strange. Uh, wait, hold on, let me see. Maybe not. <sighs> this happens when you have the the Walmart. All right, yeah. Okay. Um, I will read them off to you in one second. They have Keimer out of Pickham versus Bubba Watson. Ooh, I don't like that. So no, no pick for me. Kepka minus 120 versus Ricky Fowler at minus 105. I'll take Ricky Fowler,
1: but I think that's also a no play.
0: Kucher versus Russell Knox at a pick 'em. Oh, I'll take Kucher. Wow. At a pick 'em. Well, they're both minus 115, so yeah, pick 'em, yeah. They have Weisberger versus Peters at a pick 'em. I don't really like that. Norin versus Schwartzel at a pick 'em. I, I would like lean Schwartzel, but I don't really. I'd I'd Dust. Dustin versus Rory out of pick 'em. I'll take Rory. Justin Thomas versus Matsuyama. Matsuyama's minus
1: 130. See, that's
0: a stay away as well. Yeah. That's a shame. Casey versus Stenson out of pick 'em. Casey versus Stenson. I'd take wow. These are these are good. And then they got Scott versus Reed. Scott minus 125. I'd go Reed,
1: but oh, I would not feel great Scott. about
0: it. I wouldn't feel great about it. And then Sergio Ryan Moore is the other one on there. Yeah, I'm sure more will come up when we get closer to the event. That that one,
1: uh, we might have others as well that will uh, that we'll post
0: on our Twitter. Um, so this week there's two there's two events you could do. You could do the Sanderson Farms. Uh, I think after looking at what tournaments they put up for the Sanderson Farms, I probably won't be doing anything of that. Listen, if you're um, one of
1: the three thousand people that are playing the Sanderson Farms. And you're listening to this, you definitely have to shout us out.
0: <laughs> I would like, to, hard, honestly, I would like to hardcore. play the Sanderson's San Farm. Well, yeah, well, the, the tournaments they put up are embarrassing. Yeah,
1: they really are. I hope, I hope that just supplements the Euro Tour. I'm not a fan of these Euro Tour DFSs,
0: but I'm sure they're something I do have to say. If you are looking at the Sanderson's Farm, bet some y'all know outright sixty-six to one. And thank me later. There's some bad, you know. The favorite of the tournament is Chris Kirk and Pat and Kazire Or I, I know we've been saying it wrong, but I'm just gonna keep saying it. Kaziri. both both fourteen to one.
1: Yep, I'm good on that. I'll look. i into <laughs> the Sanderson. David
0: phone. Tom's right. is thirty five to one. It's It's embarrassing. Graham Dillette is sixty to one. There's value. I would go Sung will know sixty-six to one. Lock it up. Are we doing a one and done for Sanderson Farms? Oh yeah. Are you good to do it? You did say you want to do both one and dones on the air. Well, you have to pick yours first for each tournament. I will pick both of them right now if you will pick yours both right now. Ooh, <sighs> I don't know if I'm ready for the Sanderson Farms while I'm on the spot.
1: All right, go ahead. I'm not. I'm. I was born ready.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to start on uh, the WGC, of course. Is that okay with you?
1: Yeah, uh, you go on the WGC and on the mine.
0: Okay. Uh, My WGC one and done is Andrew Beef Johnston. Oh, you're going low this week, huh? Yeah. I thought you were going to (sighs) steal,
1: steal surge for me.
0: Nah, I'm going to go with
1: Beef. Uh, I thought I owned real estate.
0: Hmm. Beef Johnson, huh? I guess I gotta stick to it. Pick and take Sergio. All right. And my Sanderson's one or done picks. Uh we do every week whoever has the most money picks first. Um the first two weeks the first week Jack had uh Ches what do you have? T seventeen. Yep. And I had Hudson Swafford, I think he was like sixtieth. And then last week who did you pick? Last week I picked um
1: Sendin. Sending like yeah, 60th. he was,
0: and I had Matsuyama on my T2, so I have a nice little lead to start, and I'm, for Sanderson's Farms, I will be going with Sung Yul No. Sung Yul No, huh? Yeah. Hmm. I actually think he wins the tournament. Put
1: me on the clock, I need 30 seconds.
0: Alright, I'll talk about uh, some other things we have uh, going on at doing a Daily Fantasy Sports. Um, as everyone knows, NBA starting soon, we are definitely in the works to do some NBA show, I'm Sure, we can you know speed up the process and maybe get that going. Um, I know football wasn't a huge success this year, but we're just really going to try to stick to golf, get a lot of golf content out there. Uh, we've been looking around the industry. There's not that much golf content that brings you as much information as we do PICS, and picks, uh, and we're going to try to get it out to you more. Jack has an article every week uh, that's on. Uh, <clears throat> where, where's your article located, Jack?
1: Well, I do throw it out um, on Roto Grinders
0: just so it gains a little more exposure. But it is on TheAvenueBlog.com. Also, every week he posts it on Twitter at is it the real real Jackerer? Yes, that will be a link in the description of this this pod. Uh, I'm at I'm at dcribs on Twitter, and then we're at doing a daily FS where we put a lot of our information. Uh, we definitely have to try to be a little more active and get you guys some more information. Obviously, we enjoy questions. If anybody has any questions, talk to us on Twitter. We'll be more than happy to answer. And at this time. We're all waiting on Jack's pick because it's been way more than 30 seconds.
1: It has been way more than 30 seconds. My hand would have been folded right now if this was poker. My done pick of the week is...
0: Camilo Vigilis. Very fair pick. What is he outright? I don't even see him on the sheet. Is he even playing? What if he wasn't
1: playing? He's 85 for one. Wow, he's
0: 100... Like 100- He's 125 to 1.
1: You oh, he might have to bet that. I might have to, huh? I actually might bet that too. Yeah, he's been playing pretty bad lately. I probably I know, but he's thinking. a
0: dude that can win any tournament. I might bet him and Troy Merritt. With Sun Gun though. Alright. That's gonna wrap it up for Jane DFS Golf doing daily fantasy sports. We are here covering the WGSC H- HSBC champions. Uh, once again, uh, check. make sure you check weather. Make sure you check Jack's article. Make sure you check our Twitter. We have a lot of information come out. We're very happy to be back. We're glad everyone that listened. Please give us a shout-out on Twitter. And from Dennis Ramakwitz and Jack Hartman, we are out of here. Oh, my here.